happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. I'm Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and happy Friday. I'm Holly Fry. And I'm Tracy V. Wilson. Listen, I'm sorry about all the murder. <laughs> <laughs> um... I do, I'm drawn to very dark stuff right now. I'm I'm fine, just in case anyone's worried about my mental state. I just I don't know. It's it's been interesting. This one, this story has always been interesting to me because I will tell you the way I came across it, which is very strange. Okay, and then um and then I'll talk about some of the other things about it that came up as I have read about it over the years that I really uh wanted to touch on. They didn't all make it into the episode, but the way I learned about this is because there's an interesting bit of trivia, and I don't remember where I read it. During the trial, there was a handwriting expert that was called in for the case by the court. I do not know that handwriting expert's name, but I know that she was Georges Saul's granddaughter. Oh, wow. Uh, (laughs) Which I saw in some, like, history trivia thing, which is how I learned about this. Um, That would have been her granddaughter through her son, Maurice, because her daughter, though she had two children of her own, they did not survive childhood, I don't believe. So that was just an interesting way to intro it. There were a few other things I wanted to talk about. One is actually the executioner, Jules Deforno, because this is one of those weird things. There is a write-up. His obituary when he died, which I believe was 1961, the, the one that appeared in American, in papers in the U.S. and English language papers abroad, Paints an interesting picture that um, I had certainly not considered before I started researching this, which is that he was publicly known as the executioner of Paris, mm-hmm. and that inherently came with stigma. And it sure. was literally like something that had been in his family for a long time. And then, uh, and we'll get into this in a moment, you know, this was right before World War II, of course, and then there were some very objectionable 
instances where he was called to have to do his job that he did not love. And he is described by the few people that were good friends with him as really struggling with this and knowing that people whispered about him like he was a monster when he thought he, you know, again, this was kind of a family job that he inherited. Mm -hmm. Um, And he eventually had problems later in life with misuse of alcohol. But what's really interesting is that even though people tended to scorn him and want to keep away from him, after he died, he was lauded by a lot of those same people. It's like, you know, this really amazing, great man. And isn't it incredible that he did this very difficult and sometimes horrible job with a great deal of dignity? And it's like this weird dissonance that people can't manage to find kindness in their hearts for a person who is alive but have a very comfortable time eulogizing him Mm -hmm. in very kind ways. And it just was one of those things that um, makes you think about the way people behave. And I even, you know, question my own behavior. And I'm like, am I doing that thing where I take the easy path? Because that's... But um, I don't know any executioners. <laughs> no. <laughs> that part no, of it. I mean. But the same kind of thing will come up in life periodically. Um, it was just an interesting story. And he, you know, is a person who bore a lot of moral burden for an entire country, essentially, and doesn't get talked about very often. So I wanted to make sure we at least mentioned him. I just mentioned that this was happening right before World War II, which we mentioned in the the podcast. But I think that helps give a little bit of Uh, an informative lens on why this was uh, a case that was globally fixated on. Yeah. It was like, it's kind of like we talked about um, poverty voyeurism when we were talking about um, the Stork Derby and Millar's Will, and it's kind of the same, I think. This is a horrible, terrible thing at a time when the whole globe is recognizing that it is on the precipice of horrible, terrible things. Mm-hmm. But this is is t- tiny and something that people could process and be like, no, but it was terrible, but he is caught and he is in prison and they're putting more guards on it in case he gets out. And so I think it just became a, a way to focus stress and that unrest and make it about this thing instead of, having to constantly be under the strain and cloud of the impending global conflict. I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs, and if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding Finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. 
Creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said, my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. And then the last thing I want to talk about is the press. Oh, yeah. Because voyeurism. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we mentioned that the French government was very angry that all of these things had been photographed and and taken out. And what was really interesting, and I I didn't ever find any commentary on it, but like, there is a Life magazine article that I found from the 1930s that is full of the most graphic images of like... Oh, wow. The bodies being exhumed of... I And I don't know how they got all of the police photographs of when they were examining his house. And, mm-hmm. like, just photo after photo after photo. It's like a basically a, a picture book of the whole thing as it played out. Mm-hmm. Which is very horrifying. In addition to all of this, you could, if you wanted to, right now, go look at a video of this guillotining. Wow. Because someone filmed it and it is all over online. Um, which is very weird to me and troubling. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it especially, I didn't know, I knew about the video because it had come up when we did the um, Christopher Lee episode, which, as I had mentioned before, he was also at this guillotining. Uh, he was a teenager at the time. I think he was 17. And so I had known the video existed 
because of when I was doing that research. And in one of the articles I had read, it was there was like an embed, and I I have not watched this video. I don't Mm-mm. feel like I need to. Um, but I had not read that statement from the French cabinet about being upset that there was so much coverage and candid photographs. And I'm like, I can't imagine what happened when they discovered that someone had filmed it and then shared that film around. Uh, I have no idea how anybody officially in any government feels about it now, but it sure is easy to find if you have a taste for such things. It's very weird. Yeah, I did not. So uh, I have some go-to places that I look for imagery to go on our social media or whatever. Uh, And interestingly, none of them had photos of this particular... Like, I would not have chosen a gruesome beheading picture, but it had there been a crowd, like a a shot of the crowd or the guillotine being set up or something like that, like that I probably would have been comfortable with. Uh, But just like the places that I normally go to to look for pictures, none of them seemed to have anything. And I was like, that's weird. (laughs) <laughs> and I guess it's just that the pictures have not made it to any of those particular sources. Yeah. There are, It's it becomes really interesting. There are lots of photographs of, uh, for example, René Jardin. And, you know, photographs of her later in her career, but all of them that I saw that I stumbled across mention, where it's like in the caption, it's like, here's René Jardin in her office in... 1968. So 30 years later, and they're like, she was one of the defense attorneys in the Weidmann case. And it's like 30 years later, that is still the thing she is most well known for, which is kind of fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Eugen Weidmann. It's so strange that he was in it for the money and so sloppy about money. You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't ever any sense that he planned... Like, oh, okay, if we rob this wealthy person, we'll be set Mm -hmm. for... It's more like you got, like, in some cases, just chump change in some of them. They weren't carrying much cash, and so it's super weird. There's a disconnect there, which I think is also part of why he became such a, as we called him, a mythic boogeyman to people, right? Like, there's an aspect of it that none of it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, even though he was very, very smart, really articulate when he talked about, you know the things he was willing to talk about, he could never articulate really what was going on and then saying, well, we just wanted the money. I'm like, yeah, but yeah. $10 sometimes? Like, well, really? Yeah. And if you, if the money is what you're after, like, there are many ways to con money out of people that don't involve murdering a huge assortment of different people. Which becomes a big speculation, right? It's it's pretty widely accepted that Gene DeCoven was the first murder he committed. And then you'll read very sensationalized versions of like, and then he had a taste for it. And it's like, I Mm -hmm. don't know that that's the case. He didn't ever indicate that like he had a compulsion or an urge. So it's a little, it's still a little strange where he then just started to adopt that as his his functioning criminal mode rather than just robberies, which he had done his entire life up to that point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and because the internet is the place of, like, taking the least generous, most reductive read on anything anybody said, I'm not saying, I'm not advocating robbing people for their money. <laughs> right? Like, somebody's going to send me an email saying, like, I Tracy can't believe you said, said it was plenty okay. of ways to con people. That's not, 
No, she's saying you don't have to take the most violent course. Yeah, it's it 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 doesn't. You know, we were doing it for the for the money. Just seems like a questionable defense to me when like there's lots of crimes that people could get money from that aren't murders. Well, and I always have the very, this is probably the most vanilla thought on it ever. To me, it seems like so much more work to commit a murder, hide the evidence, worry forever about getting caught, than just, like, doing a job, like a regular Mm -hmm. job job. (laughs) We're going to have a heist. I don't have the energy for that. I'm just going to... have a heist where nobody gets hurt and an insurance company (laughs) pays the proprietor. I'm just going to have a job. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, I couldn't live with that kind of stress, obviously. So, uh, again, sorry about all the murder, but it is, it's a case that you see sensationalized a lot, and I really did want to pick it apart a little bit to really look a little bit more at the nuance and how, you know, we didn't even talk about, like, the French police being like, Americans don't understand how we do things and they're acting like we're imbeciles and we were mm-hmm. not bothering and they had the whole like frustration that was interesting to me and I completely understand the family feeling like they had been kind of ignored and not really um and that Jean's case wasn't taken seriously like there are so many psychological profiles within this that all I mean every one of these people is a person who you know, comes with the package of hopes and fears and desires and, you know, whatever part of the story they're in, uh, worth considering. We we lose that when we talk about, like, the statistics of, of crimes, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, anyway, that was my moment to have a soapbox about the way criminal behavior is covered and the way, <laughs> the way things are handled historically when stories are sensationalized. Thank you for hanging out with us this week and hanging in through all of this gruesomeness. Um, if your weekend is what is ahead and that means time off, I hope that it's really, really good and relaxing and that you can put all these unpleasant thoughts behind you. Uh, if you have obligations that make this not really your weekend in terms of time off, I hope that everything that you have to do goes as smoothly as it possibly can and that you have as good a time doing it as you possibly can and that everyone is kind to one another. We will be right back here tomorrow with a classic and then on Monday we will have another episode, which I don't think is going to be as dark. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. 
obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.